Hello and welcome to The Audiophile. My name is Ian J. Cole. We are a monthly music and arts radio show focused on local, unsigned, obscure music from across the world, normally. But every August, Jane, my wife and I go up to and review the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. And this is the Edinburgh Festival Fringe Takeover, so welcome to the September 2023 edition. On this month's show we have reviews and clips from some of the best shows seen at the Fringe. We saw and reviewed 44 shows in 12 days and we saw some of the best comedy, theatre and music. So sit back and enjoy the best of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2023. To start with, I had an email back in June from Megan, one of the Oxford Bells and Acapello vocal group, and here is what we thought. Good evening YouTube, it's, what time is it? It's already Ian and Jane, if you've not seen us before, um, we're reviewing the Edinburgh Fringe and this is our day eight, second show of the day. We've just been to see uh, the Oxford Bells with Acting Out. Acting Out. Acting Out. Musical acapella show. Doesn't 
50-minute show, all-female and non-binary a cappella group. Uh, they're returning to the fringe with a riotous hour of female, feminine anthems. The, be the bells are taking back the term acting out, using the voices to defy society's expectation on how they should behave. Um, what do you think? I thought it was wonderful. Um, I, I mean, I just applaud the... Um, harmonies which were absolutely beautiful we've got 11 11 ladies here and um, i mean the things that i was sort of as i was watching them i was enjoying the harmonies sp specifically yeah. i love the fact that i mean you often assume in these these sort of larger groups that it's going to be one or two people singing yeah. lead well everybody everybody had, their turn. had a turn at mm. lead um, and the choreography... It was absolutely superb. I mean, you know, yeah. where they were sort of physically, body-wise, but not only that, it was the choreography of the mics, which yeah. I couldn't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, was, it was different. It was, you know, the, the, the set routines were all different, so yeah. they might be in lines, in groups, moving, up, down... Turn. Really, really I clever. Mean, it was so yeah. it meant that every song, I mean, apart from obviously every song was different, um, but it looked different. So there was a vibrancy. And what they did do is they didn't just sing a song standard. They they did mashups on most of them, which was really quite uh, and really really inventive, complex harmonies going on. Really, really inventive mashups of how other songs fitted with, with, with certain songs. I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. Really, really entertaining. Yeah, yeah, very entertaining. Very entertaining. And it's not, I have to say, this is not normally the sort of show that we would go and review. No, no. Um, it was only because Megan, and well done Megan, I'm sure you'll see this, uh, you know, the, the fact that she'd, she'd, seen our, she'd seen what we do. Absolutely fantastic show. Um, how many stars, Jane? It's a very strong four. It's a strong four for me too. Yeah. I thought it's, re it's really worth yeah. seeing. Yeah. Really, really good. Great. 
This was Tadava. I'm really rubbish I, I, at I think pronouncing it. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, Tandava. Tandava, sorry. It's, it's Indian. And this was, it's under the Dance Physical Theatre and Circus. It's not circus, but yeah. it's, not, it's under the Dance Physical Theatre and Circus. Certainly dance, it's certainly physical theatre. And this was my choice. What attracted me was the fact that um, it was Indian dance with music composed for classical guitar which is obviously really is very western uh, and that sort of just interested me i wanted to see mm. how it was how, mm. how it was how it was performed i'll read the bit off the fringe website so you get a, you get a feel for it so primal rhythmic energy and the impossible union of opposites and actually there was a little bit of instruction at the beginning of this mm. and they did talk about the opposites i mean they, i mean they, that bit was quite funny because they said about simon the classical guitarist was six foot six foot two or something like that really tall and the three uh, indian dancers were all about five foot odd you know so there was there was those sort of opposites going on as well tandava sees the coalition of scottish guitarist simon thackeray's startling passionate sound worlds with the infinite expressive physicality of the three gifted dancers from India's, is it Pia? Yeah, I think he said, uh, no, P he Pia. called it Pia. Pia, apologies, Pia's dance, comp dance company. Tandava finds exhilaration in uniting polarities, explosive guitar wizardry, and stunning intricate footwork with haunting beautiful mel melodies and delicately fluttering fingers. And tonight was their opening night, and I just thought it was... I was captivated by the whole mm. thing, really. They played four pieces of music, and the, the f so it was in two halves, really. There's no break in the middle, but because it's only for like a, like a 50 minute... Is it a 50 minutes or yeah, an hour? It's 50, 50 minutes. 50 minutes. So, but they explained the first two pieces, the background to them. Simon explained musically, and then... Um, uh, Pia. Pia. And Pia explained... So the moves, uh, the yeah. background to... Um, well, it was a lot, the, it was all the, based the, on right, Indian in folklore. folklore. Um, and um, which was fascinating, it was actually. Fascinating. Yeah. And we're not going to go anywhere near that in terms of explaining it, because we can't. Actually, half the time, I didn't know whether to look. I didn't know where to look at Simon no, and playing, because I, I was interested in what he was, how he was playing and what he was playing. Yeah. But also, I was absolutely captivated by all three dancers. I thought it was absolutely stunning. I had the same problem. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. I wanted to watch both yeah. but it but you wanted to watch Simon's um playing. 
you know, quite a lot of the time as well as obviously yeah. watch the dancing. And the third piece, because there were two pieces, then a, then they an explanation, and then yeah. an, and then they played those two sort of back to back, and then the explanation to the third piece. Simon said was there was a lot of um, improvisation, improvisation, improvisation yeah. and that I noticed that with him because he was actually reading music for the other three pieces, but for this third piece he didn't, um, and that was quite interesting because it was harder for me to see the three women in. Improvising, really? yeah. I mean, I, I, I sort of, I, I, I could, but I was trying to work out was somebody following somebody. You know, I, th I suspect they were following his playing. I mean, he he yeah. played um, with uh, an echo pedal, uh, and it was a six hundred millisecond delay that he had on it because he explained that to us. So he was playing to his own, knowing that the repeat would come in. Mm. And he was obviously improvising around that. Not fully, I'm sure he worked out certain bits. Certainly towards the end, you could tell where the improvisations were coming. Mm. Um, and I think the dancing was, although some of, the, some of it was set pieces because they were, they were moving together. Exactly. But I, I, I think you would probably find that some of it, and you're right, it's harder to find or see where their because improvisation bits were. Because it still appeared choreographed yeah. to me yeah. because they were often doing the same movements. But I was trying to look if that there was a subtle way in which one of them was taking mm. the lead, and which I may have missed mm. because I might have been watching Simon. Yeah, at that exactly. Point. Yeah. Um, but there yeah. was one piece, one part of it, where um, Simon suddenly played some very loud um, stroke uh, strumming, um, and. I won't give it away, but then the dancers did something um, and I sort of missed the actual moment um, because I was watching him. Um, yeah, I mean, I did too, actually, because he was, it wasn't just him strumming, it was actually him exactly. using the whole of the guitar as a drum as a, as, yeah, and, and yeah. using that that echo. It was very dramatic with, yeah, and very loud yeah. and you suddenly looked yeah, at him. him. Yeah, um, and, and he, I missed the, exactly the way yeah. because they were doing things with skirts. One thing I will say about the skirts, and this is back to the first piece, there's a bit where they all sort of sit down and how they got all of their three skirts to look perfectly. Oh, yeah, like circles. Circles, because yes, the first part was all about circles and that's not giving any away because they told us that before. And I was amazed at that. And obviously yeah, yeah. it's how they sat down or how they moved, moved yeah. the, the dress before they sat down, but all three were perfectly... And I was, I was, I was mesmerised yeah. by, I was fascinated by that. Thank you. 
were fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it's not normally the sort of show that we would go and see was, would be a dance show. We'd normally, you know, but it, it just caught my imagination when I was looking through the, uh, through it, the fringe programme. Um, I, you know, I enjoyed the, the, the mix of the two that, that you wouldn't necessarily think go together. No. But, uh, but they did. But it did. It really, really worked. Yeah. I'm going to give it a, good, a really good four. Yes, I would give it yeah, a very it's, good four. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Uh, a fantastic piece of work and really, really interesting. Even if it's... You know, I mean, even if you're not into classical music or Indian dance, just go and see it because it's just the the combination mm. of both together is is absolutely mm. brilliant, really. Mm.
You're listening to the Audiophile Radio Show. Day five of the Coal Fringe, Edinburgh Fringe, Odyssey. I am Ian, this is Jane. If you've not seen us before, there's loads of videos already. We're reviewing lots and lots of stuff. Uh, and we went to our first show, which was Jane's Choice, and that was The Last Flapper. But before we get on to that, we did make the, the cardinal mistake of thinking it was at one venue and then suddenly finding out it was a good 10, 10 minutes walk away well, or run. It was a five minute run. It was a rookie error. Yeah, and everybody at Edinburgh makes it at least once every year. Well, I hope they do. <laughs> yeah. Not um, something we normally do. So it was at Greenside Riddle. We thought it was at Greenside Infirmary Street. So we were slightly late, um, but they did let us in. Sometimes venues don't let you in mm. uh, if you if you arrive late uh, she's at the discretion of the venue so be warned about that give, give yourself plenty of time yeah. but we were told we only at least we missed the first two, two minutes two minutes, um, two minutes. but yeah. that doesn't excuse it, it. and we did apologize to, to Catherine and Rob yeah. who were doing the last flapper mm. um, because you know we we shouldn't have been late and no. we were no. sorry do you want to Yep, so this is described as Jazz Age icon Zelda Fitzgerald wonders how the hell she ended up in an asylum. Life as Mrs. F. Scott wasn't all champagne and pearls. In this powerful one-woman show, Zelda tells her side of the story. Can you tell me why in the hell I should spend the rest of my life in this place? Francis Scott Fitzgerald. What a remarkable name. My name is Zelda Sayer. Z-E-L-D-A. Now, when I tell you, you will begin slowly counting backwards from 100. Begin. 199, 98, 97. And it fits, Mama! Mrs. Francis Scott Fitzgerald. No, Doctor, I don't want to talk anymore. I don't. 85, 84. 83. Do you know it's four o'clock in the morning, you little hussy? <laughs> My daddy, is that not the time when all hussies come in? <laughs> I used to hear voices only once in a while, but now I hear them all the time. Oh, I know they're inside me. Don't you think I know that? The world isn't gonna suffocate me. That's what this flapper is all about. Climb to the top and live high. No, God damn it, you let me finish. You whined about your lonely struggle against gifted and talented writers and how I was only a third-rate writer and a third-rate ballet dancer. If that was true, why the hell did you put your name on my short stories? Six, five, four. And I loved him. I loved Scott. Three, two, one. Nobody. Not even the poets can measure how much a heart can hope. But hearts perish in public institutions. Now, I wouldn't have picked this, uh, and I'm, but I'm glad you did. 
because um, Catherine's performance was absolutely stunning. It was amazing. Stunning is the word. Um, it was pretty much sold out. It was, I think it was sold out today and they said it was sold out yesterday. She is in a, an asylum um, and a lot of people will know her story. Um, and she's basically in her doctor's room and the doctor doesn't turn up. Um, and so she starts to sort of, you know, well, reminisce, I suppose, yeah. Um, yeah. about how she got there, about her life, um, about how she was treated by Scott um, and by other members of the, because they, they moved in glittering circles. Mm. Um, and she sort of commented on that. Um, she found lots of episodes of her life very emotional and she was displayed that incredibly I mean I mean how she feels at the end of a performance I mean we did see her but I was very conscious of the fact that what she had just put herself yeah through. exactly I mean, um, she, she didn't say that it takes her at least an hour to come yeah. down after yeah. after a yeah. performance, and, and, you, and you, you completely understand sort that. Sort of very guilty, sort of yeah. almost talking to her. Yeah. Um, she was fantastic, but yeah. I mean, she gets angry, and she cries. She's, I mean, her emotions are all over the place, and she she, she shows it. But, but it's all part of the narrative. Mm. I know that's an overused word, but. You know, it, it is. It's a narrative, and so we we glimpse parts of her life and the fact that you know she wrote stories. She had diaries, and mm. she then discovered that her husband had used them. Mm. You know that they reappeared in his books, but she'd been told that she wasn't a very good writer, and this constant um, sort of undermining of her self-esteem and. Um, Wow. Well, it, it's, it's it a theme that we're seeing, isn't it, in, it in, is. in, in, in these, these type of um, plays and performances. Yeah, um, but you know, that women are un undermined throughout history. We know this. I mean, but mm. I mean, it doesn't make it right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it, it, it is still going on today, yeah. as, we, as we've said before in but previous it is, um, Yeah. It reviews. is an incredibly powerful piece of theatre. Amazing performance. Absolutely um, amazing performance. And, you know, absolutely you should go and see it if you know obviously maybe this isn't your your thing but if you're interested in theatre I I think yes you'd find it fantastic yeah. yeah so I mean there are also some lighter moments when she remembers about how happy she was yeah um, when she first met Scott and all to do with that before they got married the engagement sort of ring engagement yeah. ring and things and then you know she makes some wry comments all the way through it um i can't think of anything specific no. but but you know there are you know you you would sort of laugh or um she but, had, i mean she had very good this is sorry back, back yeah, to sort yeah. of her performance she had incredible eye contact with all of us oh, in yeah, the audience yeah, i mean yeah, literally yeah. she could sit um, she could see us all and you know she uh, I mean there was one point where she said to a lady on the front row oh you're in here with me meaning the <laughs> yeah, asylum that's right. uh, so she, and she was able to I mean we were sat at the back but she was able to and at one point she was looking at me and talking to me and she did that with everybody so that was that was actually yeah. quite yeah, you don't yeah. always see that in a, no, in a performance no, 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 you know no. that that's right yeah. yeah how many stars it's a five from me it's a five from me also. Uh, I think it's absolutely superb.
Good.
is day six yep. of our French Odyssey. We're Ian. Well, I'm Ian. <laughs> I'm Ian. I'm, I'm Ian and Jane. I mean, and Jane. You're Jane, I'm Ian. Uh, and we've just been to see the first show of the day, which was. It was Glass Ceiling Beneath the Stars. So, this is not one of Jane's choice. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read a little bit of. Yeah, and, uh, this was Bric a Brac Theatre. And it's 1992, NASA, a rocket launch set to change history and the lives of two women on board. A live cinema show based on true events investigating what it means to be a woman taking up space. Which actually, I quite like the play on that, taking up space. I have to say, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I mean, it sounded, it sounded, it sounded interesting, um, mm. but wow. Yeah. Um, when we arrived, the cast were, were already, they introduced themselves, they were just, they were saying hi to everybody and, and you had to make sure that your phone was uh, not on silent, because I normally do my phone on silent, but they asked for it to be turned on to airplane mode or off. And I couldn't understand why, because they were dealing with uh, Wi-Fi, I think Wi-Fi based cameras. Yeah. And, he, and you know, phones can mess around with that, and actually they explained that as people came in, which was mm -hmm. uh, quite an important point really for them. Um, I, yeah. It was, it was everything the fringe is about. It was I don't know how you explain it. It was incredibly creative. Um, really use, smart. Using really smart live. I mean, it's difficult. Yeah, if you bear with us. So it's live action, which was filmed which was then filmed onto a big screen and a small Full screen, screen yeah. so we could see different angles of yeah. people's faces. Um, there was also um, a sort of, uh, so what they were saying was coming up on the big screen. Yeah. So if you were hard of hearing, then you would have had the visuals, the but you well. could still you follow. What, you could follow the script because you know, the script um, came on screen. So, yeah. so that so. was great. There was music, um, because at one point they did dance. I mean, and it was all, it, it was all within the yeah, narrative. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, random, yeah. Um, but that was good fun. It and was very funny, uh, but um, poignant, and, and had a real, it had a real yeah. message. Well, yeah, and it was the message of, I mean, there was lots going on, glass ceiling, which mm. is, you know, women breaking through the glass ceiling. Um, women breaking into the space industry, yeah. um, being taken seriously, um, and they illustrated that brilliantly through questions that, you know, when some of the um, astronauts, as they quite rightly, they were astronauts, not female astronauts, they yeah, happened to be yeah, astronauts, astronauts women, yeah. they would ask them ridiculous questions, um, which they rightly got annoyed about, yeah. but it, it really illustrated you know, how cringing it is about how different men and women, what questions they get asked and, um, you know, and how they met sort of barriers through yeah. their careers. But it was just done in such an interesting way. It I mean, was really, really good. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, a young company, five, five, five young ladies. Yeah. Um, and uh, and just... Absolutely, but, but they, you know, the, the use of the multimedia with yeah. live action, with yeah. um, it was a, an interesting script, you know, that you followed what was happening. They had two um, like roving cameras which they, they, yeah. each, in, they each passed to each other all the way yeah. through. Yeah. So it's almost like that in itself was like a dance. We were because yeah. I mean, and the rehearsals must have took 
just took a long time to rehearse everything. And the problem with multimedia is it, technology will let you down, it can go wrong. Yeah. And, you know, but uh, I mean, they, had a, they even had a little, um, it's not an animation, but it was like they had a little, uh, another camera with, uh, like if you had a truck going across at one point, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. When they were arriving at the, at the, to go on the, on the space rocket, all of that sort of stuff. So it was really, really smart, really funny, really clever, yeah, yeah. brilliantly done with a real serious point. Yeah, yeah. Really and, and we just like that creativity, mm. like Ian's just said about the, the, using a little truck. Um, but when they were actually on, in space at one point, um, the effect of weightlessness. Oh, I mean, yes, little things so like bad. somebody yeah. with long yeah. hair had it tied up in a, in a yeah. ponytail. So somebody yeah. off shot, you know, was, was holding, them, holding yeah. their, their ponytail yeah. up in the air as though their hair was weightless. weightless. I mean, it's just brilliant. so brilliant. simple, yeah. but just yeah. brilliant. And if you can hear other voices, we are as normal in a bit of a cupboard. Yeah. It's, it's a bit bigger than a cupboard. Yeah, yeah. But we've got an office next door, which actually the um, the instant sound installation between us isn't very yeah. good. And, but thanks to the, the summer, we're, we've arrived at Summerhall for our next show. But we are saying show. thank you very much. Thank you very much to Summerhall Press, Press Office for actually allowing us to yeah, use yeah, yeah. this room. It's just that if you can hear... Yeah, there's a bit of background noise, which... It'll be fine. But it was a really... Yeah, just... I mean... And it was quite joyous at times. It was, times. yeah. I mean, it actually, was, there was a standing ovation at the end. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I gave it a standing ovation because I thought it was worth it. You were quite blown away I was with absolutely it. blown yeah. away with it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was brilliant. Yeah. They're on our radar now, so we will be looking for the next really interesting thing that these yeah. guys do yeah. Yeah. because uh, they were. It was stunning. Yeah. Yeah, it was stunning, absolutely stunning. It was really, yeah. really good. I mean, you know, a great show, great show. stars. Well, I'm, I don't care. I'm going for five. Right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've gone maybe between four and five, but I'm very happy to be brought up to five. You're a five, you're a, so you're a five uh, okay, too. Okay, we'll go to five. Yeah, I'm not good, because we're No, not no, I'm not, no, 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 no. No, but it was definitely, it's definitely worth seeing. It's, it's one of the... It's one of the best things we've seen, yeah, yeah. I think, in my opinion. And brilliantly creative, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and their performances, playing the different roles, yeah. were so confident. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah.
just seen our last show of the day but more about that in another video uh, this was the third show of the day which was called paved with gold and ashes uh, and this was at Greenside Infirmary Street uh, Olive Studios by the Three Dumb Theatre uh, do you want to read the yeah, thing? yeah so it's down as historical and new writing based on a true event in New York City 1911 with immigrants arriving in floods from all over Europe, for many of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, it was the most coveted places, place to work. Some say that in America, the streets are paved with gold, full of wealth and opportunity. But as these five young women battle poverty, capitalism, unfair working conditions, and on one fateful afternoon in March, one of the deadliest workplace disasters in US history, their dream, dreams soon turned to ashes. I think this was your choice, although you weren't um, sure. I was, just hang on a minute. I don't, You're going to check here. I'm going to check. Well, I'll tell you what I think about it, first I of all. I don't think it was. So we had a cast of, was it five of me? I had it as a question mark. Oh, actually. question mark, right, okay. Mm. So a cast of five, was it? Yes. And I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. The, the thing that was particularly poignant was all the way through, there was there were there were there was bits of singing in it, but the certain cast members would sort of hum me melodies behind the action of what was going on mm. uh, as these characters developed through the hour. I mean, I, and I thought that was that was a it was quite inventive, and it worked really really well.
apologies, we're gonna, we'll pause because as you can hear, we have got bagpipes going on downstairs. We're in a small guest house, guest house, which is sort of stuck in the 1950s. <laughs> um, and they seem to have... At half past nine, every evening, evening there is Scottish music. music now, we've just come back in the middle of this. Yeah. So it's intermittently, it's, we thought it was just guitar, but it's actually bagpipes, obviously. Now, Ian tells me that this will render this um, inaudible. I think... No, 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 say inaudible. It's too loud. Right. I think you will just have real, authentic... Scottish music in the background and we are going to continue. <laughs> no we're not because we're going to take a break. I hate bagpipes so we'll wait till the bagpipes are finished and then we will continue. I don't know, believe you said that, we're in, in Edinburgh. I can still hate bagpipes. I love Scotland, I love Edinburgh, I hate bagpipes. Sorry Scottish people, but we'll take a break. Bagpipes is finished for a while. Um, so what do you think of it? Um, I thought it was very good. Um, I liked all the five women were distinctive characters. Um, Incredibly believable. Um, very believable, but obviously, I mean, that. I mean, I don't know what it was actually based on, but I'm sure, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of sort of will have been personal accounts and mm. documentation of you know uh, from that 1911 um and about how people were coming in as immigrants i mean ellis island got mentioned yeah, several and times and we've been to ellis island um and all and that these... horrible sorry as interrupts but that horrible story of one of the girls father and her uh, arriving at this island and the mother and the baby being sent back because of ty was it typhus? Uh, no, it was um, um, tuberculosis. TB. 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 And they never made it. They they were sent back and then they eventually suddenly they died, which was horrible. And they weren't allowed to go to the way because they obviously were coming from Ireland. I mean that was a particular mm. point. But we know about those but sorts historically, of historically that's, yeah, that's you know, accurate. Yeah, that's, uh, you know they were looking for all types of diseases yeah, when yeah. people arrived in Ellis Island. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, you know you've got sort of build up of background stories um, of each of the women, um, and they were all interesting. You know, told. Um, I mean, some they were amusing. There was sort yeah. of teasing going yeah. on. There was people looking. I mean, and they were all throughout it all talking about what they'd left. Yeah. Um, but all looking forward to the future. Which of course made it even more well, I don't know, even more tragic. It was, you know, a very, very tragic event that happened and you through the narrative you saw it unfold. Mm. Um and what happened to all of them individually. How many stars? 
uh, four for me. I think for me though it's a five. Okay. I really, really, right. I thought that the performances were brilliant. Okay. I know we were sat in the second row and I was having to do that a bit to, to see everything that was going on. And I gave up a seat on the front row, which was a bit daft of me, but that's my my bad, really. I thought they were, as a, as a cast... Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that. No. Um, they, I mean, and I'd like... And I'd like to watch, I'd like to see something else by him. So mm -hmm. I'll it was I'll a very following. very strong group. Yeah, I thought were, I think I thought um, it was five stars. Okay. Yeah.
It is the knowledge that I'm going to know that creates the focus that I grant. My body then returns to that. Thus, Good evening, or oh, good morning. It's two minutes past midnight. Uh, this is the end of day 10, last show of the day. And this was my choice. Uh, this was a recommendation from Eric Davison, really, because he was the first person to mention this to me. Oh, um, good old Eric. Um, and this was A Up Hitler. So it's 
theatre comedy satire uh, at the Space Surgeons Hall, Fleming Theatre, at 10.15 in the evening. It's on for just, it's about an hour, an hour and five minutes. Um, now, what attracted me to this was the fact um, it's a satire on um, Hitler, but apparently Hitler at the end of the war uh, moved to Yorkshire and became Yorkshire. So that's why it was picked, because being a Yorkshireman. Waited long enough. It's time for us to introduce you to our, our glorious leader, leader, the man, the myth, the legend, his man, Führer and yours, it's Adolf Hitler! Part one of my new master plan, Operation Fourth Reich. You want? Anyway, I'll read you the description. So, the untold story of what happened at the end of World War II, after losing to the Allied forces, Hitler and his cronies managed to escape Germany and go into hiding in the last place anyone thinks to look, Yorkshire. Swapping the Hugo Boss for flat caps and wellies and adopting strong northern accents. Uh, Hitler and the lads meet down the pub and plan the epic comeback operation Fourth Reich. I'll let Jane say what she was. Well, thought first I of all. I thought it had potential. We we did have the producers, and you know. It made me think of the producers, actually. Um, yeah, and all of that, um, and I thought, you know, go with it. Not sure where it's going to go, um, but I have to say. I found it, it went too far. I know it was satirical. It was, very. Um, but, and the, the jokes weren't to be taken seriously, but I, I couldn't cope with, you know, um, all the jokes or supposed jokes about the Holocaust. And well, there weren't that many jokes about the Holocaust. Uh, well, there were enough. There was quite a lot, um, and Jews. Um, so I didn't enjoy that. Um, you know, it, like I say, the, the concept had potential. Um, and it was interesting. We were sitting fairly near the front, but there was a lot of 
banging of the back door. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can say there was lots because we don't know how many people. Some people obviously did walk out, but yeah. we don't know how many. It could have been two or three. It could have been more. We just don't know. So it wasn't left. a lot. Then there was a bit of a lull, and then what was interesting because um, Boris Johnson and Trump got introduced at the end, um, and which I have to say, I'll be honest, I found quite funny, uh, but they were compared as being potential allies to Hitler because of their political persuasions, uh, which the banging door at the rear did start again. Um, so we don't know how many people left. People did leave. Not many. To be fair, because... Uh, but Ian doesn't know. No, I don't, we don't know. But no. the fact is, it was a full house and there was still an awful lot of people left at the end of it. Pe um, people left. Yeah, all right, you made your point. Okay. Um, I completely disagree with Jane's assessment of this play, satire. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was very funny and actually really well observed. We should be making fun of Hitler and they certainly made fun of Hitler. It was... Daft. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with that. No. But it's, but it's the jokes about the Holocaust. It's, it's, a, it's a silly satire um, about Hitler going to, to live in Yorkshire and England, um, and I actually, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. I think the, 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 the highlight actually was the portrayal of Boris Johnson, which was incredibly funny. Um, oh, it was. No, you know, I agree. It um, was. But if you're, if you're not it, of that, if you are of that political persuasion, you would have been upset by that. You probably wouldn't like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, the um, I won't. I don't want to give away some of the some of the twists. That, but there, there is a portrayal of Trump, which I thought was also very, very good. Oh yeah. Know? No, no, yeah. I agree. Uh, I thought the cast did really, really well. I, th I thought it's 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 quite clever. In how it's they do try and balance it. At they one do balance point. it, and um, but that doesn't take away that those jokes are there. Mm. And I mean, and some know, people will find and, this. And Hitler's upset <clears throat> about his fuel bill. Yeah, uh, I mean, some people will find this offensive, and if you mm. think that you're going to be offended by it, don't go. Mm. It's a late night show, you know, and it is what it is, really. It, it, yeah, I you agree. Know? I didn't walk out. No, but equally, did you think about walking out? Um, to be honest, no. No. Um, but I was, but I was uncomfortable. I I didn't like that. Uh, I thought it was very funny. I really, uh, and I, you know. So what? Was, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it four stars. I don't think I can score it. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I can. Okay, so it's four stars from me. And so the months turn to years. The years turn to decades. Summer turned to autumn. Autumn turned to winter. You forgot springtime for Hitler <laughs> and Germany. <laughs>
and this is show two of the day. Yeah, I think it's actually in terms of we're not we're not keeping this score. I am keeping score. I'm keeping score. But we're at show thirty-eight, I think, uh, of our Odyssey. Yeah. Okay. okay. Maybe thirty-nine. But anyway. so this is Honey <coughs> Bee, uh, and it's Ellie. Oh well, I think it's Ellie, not as opposed to L. I've got it here actually. It might be L. Dylan. Reams. No, no, it was just whether it's L or L, but yeah. I think it's L. Right. L. Dylan Reams. Um, and I will read you what it says in the programme. So Honey Bee is a festival-driven show featuring a banging soundtrack, spoken word, stand-up and dance. Um, and what grabbed me was that um, L is the winner of the Scotsman Best Newcomer Award and Three Weeks Editor's Award for Excellence. And then it said, think Fleabag meets K Tempest with a dash of dirty bass. Now, we did speak to Elle after the performance. Sure we did. And I did say that actually, if I'd read that attached to any of the um, sort of descriptions, I'd just immediately discarded it because of this Fleabag thing. Yeah. And, she, and it was quite interesting what she said to that because yeah. that had been both a blessing and a curse. Yes. And I think it was a producer's idea to do that, was did yeah, you say? Um, I mean, here's a tip for you know any future productions. We tend to avoid productions that that compare the, you know, one one production to another and say it's a bit like this and it's a bit like that. Yeah. Um, having yeah. said, oh yeah, but well, having, I see, yeah. But having <clears> said that, and I said, you know, it it slipped through the net mm, basically, yeah. and thank God it did, and we're very really? pleased it yeah. did. Yeah. Um, it was. Yeah, quite a tour de force, actually. It was a pretty full house. Yeah, um, it was. Um, it was. And, I mean, it started with... Uh, the character is Kate. We meet Kate, uh, and it's Kate's story. Uh, actually, man's got a little bit more than, oh, than right. yours. Oh, well, no, so, read, so, read so, yeah, you, you did all the festival thing with the banging... Uh, yeah. Marathon gig theatre tells the story of Kate as she flits and stumbles through her 20s, fueled on on highs and hedonism uh, with a heady mix of music and stand-up and spoken word. Um, Kate's story represents a generation's search for purpose and the need to dance in the face of adversity. If you put your pants over your tights, you look like a superhero. I know how to make a Zorro mask out of a pillowcase. Mystifies your face. Bouldering and rock climbing can have the effects of spidey senses. If you parkour over fences and stand proud with your hands on your hips, just make sure your cape doesn't get stuck, else it'll rip. If you put your keys between your fingers, you look and feel like Wolverine. Try not to be seen. Keep your head up and walk confidently. Have your headphones on, but the music turned low, just so you know if anyone's walking behind you. Don't make eye contact but clock the publicly lit spaces just in case of baddie villain chases. Clock the exits and count them. One, two, three, four. Perfecting your Wolverine growl is important and it gives you more time to escape. And if you're going to shout a word, choose fire. People are much more likely to come for the word fire than... Remember, not all heroes wear capes. To the woman who became my cape. Who knew without either of us saying anything, he was predatory. After eyeballing me, was ready to be, stop, please stop. 
I'm actually meeting someone you see, so it's really not okay for you to be so, sit so close, no, thank you, no, sorry, I, his eyes to my face, chest, thigh, stop, our eyes lock, and the woman takes stock, bolts upwards, wishing he'd leave, she grabs security, he leans closer, uh, excuse me, sir, and he scowls at me, his eyes burn into mine for what seems like far too long a time. But this time, he does leave. Eventually, I breathe. <laughs> Look at the woman and I mouth, thank you. And she brushes it off as if it were nothing. As if it were the nothing I wished his intentions were. As if it were the nothing everyone else around us who bore witness did. An acceptable composure regained as fear and panic hid. Threats dispersed, knowing full well it could have been and has been worse. So where are the other allies? Those quietly helping, like that woman, and those loudly roaring, soaring through the sky, that cry when we cry, that howl when we howl, that refuse to throw in the towel, that know that yes, hashtags can help, but being there physically when we are afraid to yelp is the real superhero's role. So let's aim. Let's make a shared goal to get up, stand up, refuse point blank to shut up if we see those in need. Refuse point blank to shut down, ignore or tire, to defend those being thrown into the fire. Be those heroes who are the pants over your tights reassuring you you'll be all right. You are seen, so that one day we don't have to teach them to hold keys between their fingers, like Wolverine. I thought this was an amazing piece of work. I mean, how she remembered, because there's a lot of... Wow. There's a lot of... There's a lot of spoken word in it, and she does flip, she stays... She flips between characters as well, which she does brilliantly. But there's so many words in this piece and you and she takes you along this journey yeah. for the whole hour mm -hmm. um and how she remembers it all because she's actually doing another show alternate days so tomorrow she's doing meet which we are going to try and get to see if we can fit it in yeah. um, because i'd like to see a other other show but it was a beautiful i mean it's it's a stream of consciousness mm. um but there are some fantastic, beautiful images. And there was, like Ian said, there was so much in it that I really wanted to sort of stop and think about that image, but there's so much. And I mean, that's not a criticism, no. but there were some no. beautiful, creative images in, in, in the spoken word, um, in, in the narrative. Well, it, it wasn't a narrative as such. Um, well, there but, was, but, but there well, was a narrative because it, it, it took it, us through. Well, it, it yeah, did, it yeah. did, um, and the description mm. of her life, mm. what's ha in relation to what's happening for her there and then, and the way that it goes, it undulates mm. because so she's on a high, and then she hits a real mm. low, mm. and then she comes up again, and then she goes down again. Interestingly, she was selling um, poetry books mm. at the end. She only had three left. Um, they all went before we, we, we got out. But um, I will be looking it up online mm. because, um, you know, the, I, I would really like to be able to just read some of those, some of that, those words because they were fantastic. I think she's incredible talent. Um, um, 
and the you know her performance was so believable yeah yeah um and it was interesting i liked the fact that one of the first things she said was that she liked to binge on um wildlife programs mm. yes that's Ooh, right an alarm has just gone on oh, it's oh, gone no, we're all right it's stopped um and at one point sort of further on so we had this um a man's I, I, I it was meant to be David I Attenborough. think it was supposed, it was, it it was, was meant to be David Attenborough. I don't think it was actually him but no. it's but it was but it, it was sounded about like him. an elephant and um an elephant's dead calf mm. so it, it was quite sad but and every so often this was played and you could hear the um the commentary um and at one point sort of towards the end of of the performance it said um, and I can't remember the exact words, but it was talking about how looking at one's existence and the purpose of life. And it was obviously deliberate, but it really, really did resonate with mm. what had been happening in her life, yeah, in Kate's life. Um, and I, I just thought that was really clever, actually. She was saying that, they, that um, when she first performed it, um, the BBC got involved and wanted to to make a six-part series of it, and they did a not a pilot but a, a treatment, did. and they, they wrote the six episodes, yeah. and then um, stupid BBC turned on <laughs> and said it was too much like uh, Fleabag. It's nothing like Fleabag because we've seen Fleabag yeah. recently, and it's nothing like that. Um, Apparently, they said come back in five come years. Come back in five years. What's that all about? I mean, anyway, anyway. Uh, hopefully this will be made. Mm at some point into a, a TV mm. series, because I'd like to see it as yeah. a TV series. But it was a very strong performance. Yeah. Um, absolutely brilliant. And great material. Yeah, wonderful. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it, mm. really How enjoyed it. I think I'm gonna go for a very strong four. I'm gonna to have to go for a five. five. I thought you might. Yeah, I thought, I thought, okay. L, you're amazing. <laughs> I, I loved it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone hold hands. Because you can tell a lot about a woman by her hands. For instance, if they're round your neck, it probably means she's upset. <laughs> uh, I'll hold my own hand uh, with its 12 little freckles. The, the skin is older now than it used to be. I don't wear hand cream. Palms are sweaty. And there's a scar on the back of the wrist, but I don't know where that one came from. But you can tell a lot about a person by their hands. For instance, long fingers, piano players' hands. Anxiety often means minor clammy. And my piano teacher used to get out a special wipe, tea wipe towel, whenever I came round, knees weak. And it was meant to make it okay, but I winced with shame whenever she wiped the keys, wiped the moisture away, wiped clammy palms, arms are heavy. Apologies spilled down chin already. Mum's spaghetti! Not really, I had a veggie burger for dinner. And the index finger is more sensitive than the rest. From a hand blender I slipped with, too many cuts to stitch with. I was making protein balls to shrink myself thin with, so they had to glue it back together. So now the scars are knobbly, and the knuckles are knobbly, and I probably should wear hand cream, because you can tell a lot about a person by their hands. And this one broke when he clenched fists hit. He pushed me down the stairs. It's your fault, bitch. He'd uh, casually spoken, and the hospital said, yeah, it's broken, but there was nothing they could do. No glue this time. So I made a splint out of a lolly stick, but I had to eat the lolly first to get the lolly stick. It was a Solero. <laughs> it made me feel a bit sick. 
because you can tell a lot about a person by their handshake. And right now we cannot handshake strangers, and I'm glad because strangers often wince, wipe, read too much into it, wipe. We wash these palms and backs of hands for 20 seconds frequently, multiple times a day. We anti-back and wear gloves and try not to imagine the germs breeding vividly. Untouched hands roar with sanitizing and I prefer the rawness because these are my hands and I think they sweat so much because maybe the worry needs somewhere to go and this is why I don't wear hand cream and this is why fountain pens for handwriting at school were a nightmare because children can be cruel and then when you grow up and people are still saying Ugh, what's wrong with you you wipe hands down your jumper and you try not to cry I have a condition called hyperhidrosis and I just wanted to talk about it in case it helps somebody else accept their thing that makes them different because sometimes it's nice not having to hold your own hand, isn't it? These are my hands and I accept them as okay largely because once somebody told me that sweat is sparkly. Thank you. Hello again, it's Ian and Jane do the Edinburgh Fringe, uh, day 12, uh, show two, uh, it's not, it's, it, that was at 2.15 2 this afternoon, we've had, an, uh, we've had a full day so far, we've got more to do, but so, and we're only just getting a chance to record our reviews now. Uh, this was a show that uh, I went on my own, uh, Jane didn't, didn't fancy it because she thought I erroneously, yeah. I have to uh, say. This was Meat by L. Dylan Reams, and we went to see her other show, which is on alternate days. Um, so we saw Honey Bee uh, yesterday and gave it five stars. I thought it was brilliant. I actually wanted to see the other show, and I agree with Jane to some extent. It seemed like it was going to be a very similar show. I have to say it wasn't. And I also found out um, by meeting up with Rob, who uh, from um, The Last Flapper, hi Rob, and Catherine, said hi to both of them. And Rob had told me that, that actually Elle had wanted to bring meat, but she was asked to bring honeybee, and that's why she's doing them on alternate days. Meat is an electrifying roar of fury, uh, a rallying cry of protest and unifying celebration of strength packed with heroism and heart. A playful and poignant exploration of identity written by multi-award winning L. Dylan Reams, the Scotsman's best newcomer. I have to say, you know, Jane not wanting to go and see this, having read that, that almost tells you, for me, nothing about the show. No, and I, um, yeah. And I, I, quite, I quite get why you didn't go. I have to say this, um, I think it's probably the best thing I've seen this year. It was, um, it was a tour de force. It's, it's, it's challenging. I mean, we had, um, uh, I, I don't, I mean, I'm assuming it's slightly autobiographical. Uh, that was, that's an, that's an, like an assumption, but you know, I mean, Elle may tell us whether it, where it is or it isn't, but certainly from a piece of work, I mean, we, you know, we start with Elle as an eight-year-old girl, then she's 13, then she's uh, an adult, and we go through elements of sexual abuse and periods, and I mean, and there are, I mean, it sounds incredibly depressing, but actually it isn't, I mean, 
Elle's performance is absolutely breathtaking. I mean, it's funny, it's poignant, it's heartbreaking, and I don't really want to say too much about it. I got very, I mean, I, I think both me and Rob, we were sat together, looked like we, I, was, I was in tears, and I think Rob was as well. We just, at the end of the show, there is five minutes for you just to, to sit there and or do what you want really and literally Rob and I did just sit there for about two or three minutes and didn't speak we just we were absolutely mesmer we, we were just you know it was an incredible piece of work you know yeah I, I was asking Ian about it when he and he'd yeah. only just sort of come out um, and we were waiting to see somebody and Ian was trying to describe some of the um, what some some of what had happened mm. and and I hope you don't mind no I don't mind you saying so but yeah, Ian I mean, started to cry yeah he, I, I mean I, I'm not gonna I, I can't go I don't want to go into details about no. the, the sexual abuse element of it and it, it's not a big part of it but it's an element of it and um that was absolutely heartbreaking and uh, you know I'm getting a bit emotional now actually I mean no I, I'm quite happy to no well I'm not asking all <coughs> no, I was going to no. from it that's what I witnessed yeah. from my perspective. Yeah. It really affected Ian. Mm. Um, and, I, and, yeah. I think this is a really important... I mean, I think Elle is an incredible talent. Um, she's on our radar now, so I will be looking... And I did say, I, saw to her, I spoke to her at the end, and I said, you know, if there's any, whenever you're doing anything, no matter where it is, let us know, because we, we, we can help to post things you know, on the channel or whatever. But actually, if she's in London, you know, we may be able to come down and see other things yeah. that she does. Yeah. Um, I, I just think she's an incredible talent, really. And Well, I, you know, we obviously talked about Honeybee yesterday. Mm. Um, and there are and elements, sorry, I did interrupt, I know I was told not to interrupt you by, sorry, I did interrupt you, but only because there are elements of, of, of Elle's delivery which will resonate with Honeybee, but it's not the same show. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, not sorry. All, all I was going to say was that obviously we talked about Honeybee and had we been here because it alternates, mm. that means that the next time I could have seen Meat, because I wish I had gone to see it mm. now, um, would be Thursday and sadly we've gone. Yeah, we'll leave um, So I so. can't see it, um, yeah. but it may be here next year. There may be an opportunity for me to see it during the year. Yeah. And I can't, you know, and, uh, like I say, some of, some of the elements of it are, are quite depressing, but Elle's delivery is so strong um, and she will break out of character and talk to her. I mean, she had us doing things within the audience, you know, so, so there's a little bit of our audience participation, but in a non-threatening way, really. Um, like she did in Honeybee, to some extent, there was a bit of audience participation in that, but... Um, and so the way that she interacts with you as an audience is actually lovely. Mm. It really is, you know. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, you know what I'm going to say in terms of stars. <sighs> it's a five-star show. It's another five-star show. So, um, And can I just yeah, yeah. say that why, I mean, obviously we don't know the basis of this, um, but when Ian was talking about it, I just remember that in Honeybee, Elle did very specifically say, I am not Kate. Yeah. 
and apparently she didn't she say didn't that. She didn't say that here. But we don't know, yeah. and hope you know. Hopefully, we'll get a response and, about. I that. mean, the inference of, of when we came to the sexual abuse, and she, and she talked about super uh, superheroes, and she said that her superhero was a woman. Uh, helped her in when she was in this situation, and it, she talked as though that was that actually happened. Mm. Now, like I said, we don't know, and Elle may tell us, but um, and that was what that was what was particularly moving, you know. Mm. Um, and it's things that we've seen. It made part of it made me think of um, of the self-esteem song, where the, the business of of young women having to. How how um, um, she talked about a wolf as well actually about how howling when you know in that sort of situation with men because there's nothing a man in you know a predatory man would think more than this woman is deranged and there was elements of of that right. that made me think of of that okay. particular song um, you, you if you listen to Self Esteem you'll know which song I'm talking about um, I thought I just thought it was amazing. Really, five stars. You know, if I could give ten, I would. You know, I think it is the best thing I've seen, and we some we've seen some absolutely brilliant theatre this year, and I'm really pleased that I was able to mm. go today.
Good evening. It's uh, quarter to six in the evening on our last day, and this is our last review of this Edinburgh French. Oh, yes, Although it we, is. we'll probably have a roundup when we get back into Yorkshire, but um, hmm. uh, maybe we'll talk about things that we didn't see or things we wanted to see. Or anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll do a roundup when we get back. Um, and this was a trilogy call on box. Um, and it was at the Space Surgeons Hall at uh, 4.20 this afternoon. Yeah, 
Haldane Theatre. Yeah. Dennis Elkins. Yeah, right. So Dennis is doing three different shows. Uh, that's why it's a trilogy. And um, we just picked we just picked box. Well, there was a reason why I picked yeah. box because I read you what it says, um, and in fact, it says that on his flyer as well. So it's comedy solo show. Mr. Dennis wants to know why is our identity bound up in things? Are we throwing away our loved ones with their possessions? You'll be captivated by tales of drowning in cardboard, knickknacks, and martini glasses. Mm. And this appealed to me because I'm a bit of a memorabilia hoarder. Cancel. And we are also in the process of moving house. So it's that awful decluttering. Anyway, so this rather appealed to me. This is something that I live with constantly. Um, and that's why it piqued my interest. Yeah, I mean, and De Dennis came out um, and then he went and got a box and it's a really large box. Yeah. An empty um, cardboard box. An empty box. cardboard box. Um, which is the only thing on stage apart from him himself. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, he opened it, he... he, he, he it became a car at one point. Yeah. He threw it around. He did all, literally did all sorts of. Yeah, he carried it. Yeah. He was constantly putting <coughs> things in it. He was getting yeah, into it. Yeah, taking things out of it. Um, sort of, yeah. I mean, it was a great use of a prop. Yeah, it was. And absolutely perfect mm. for what he was talking about. Mm. Green! Did you know when the ashes of a cremated body are brought to the family, if you haven't already decided on a container. They come to you in a cardboard box. Hey, Bob. I'm waiting. And Tupperware. Now, Dennis! When a person is cremated, they often place the body in a cardboard box. The glass hits midair, and then the crash in a right there was a very sad um, point of the show as well um, which and actually we have met this gentleman in passing and because we were so surprised to find we didn't know that it was him when mm. we went to the I'd show. Not, I'd never seen him before. Um, really, but so we but chatted <coughs> about that and what I completely failed to ask him was, you know, was all this, what he just told us, true? Because it was, you know, really sad part mm. of it. Um, plus all the business about packing up possessions and... Um, and, and it certainly yeah. resonated with us, didn't it? It did. Mm. Um, so I don't know whether this is based on true life, but I have a very strong suspicion the way it was told that it is. But I don't know. We don't have show. Yeah. Um, if we bump into him after we finish filming mm. this, Ian can add. You know, I will. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because I felt it, you know, it came from the heart. Mm. Um, so, um, but it was just, it was delightful. Um, 
it was funny it was witty um I mean, I, the, the description says it's heartwarming yeah. stories, and it yeah, actually it really was. was it you was. know, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I have to say, when uh, right at the beginning, and <coughs> excuse me, when Dennis used the box of the car, I thought, what the <laughs> yes. heck is going on here? I wasn't um, sure. <laughs> oh, this, this is a little strange. But actually, then, when, once we got into it, um, and like I say, using the, the box as a prop and the metaphor. Um, uh, it was really the stories were superb yeah. really but yeah. i mean he just covered all, all those assets yeah. about clearing your parents possessions mm. um and what do you keep what do you set you know um what do you let go color coordinating boxes yeah. um you know discovering how many um tea sets your mother has mm -hmm. how many martini glasses um and all of that um plus the logistics of moving. Mm. Uh, I mean, it wasn't just about moving, moving, it was, was about possessions. And about um, his life, really. And about, yeah. Um, and, yeah, or, or everything that goes with that, which, as we know, those people who have moved, which I think is 99.9, yes. you know, there's many people who've never moved, um, what that involves and how do you sort of start, you know, what am I mm. taking, what am I leaving? What yeah. am I throwing out? Um, but it was just a wonderful, evocative description about all of that. And he certainly worked the stage. I mean, he's you know he's an old, he's, he's a gentleman. He might be older than us, but he's you know he's, don't he's know. we don't know how old how old Dennis is. But I mean, he, and he's very energetic in terms of incredibly yeah, energetic running around the stage and throwing the box around and yeah. you know the whole thing was. Uh, but you. you know, were completely engaged yeah. the whole time yeah, he and he was very watchable um and i just liked the delivery and the script was was great mm. um you know i mean you were really interested in what he was saying the whole time um no i i very much enjoyed it yeah it was really good yeah. and um it was really lovely to discover it was a gentleman <laughs> that i don't know but, but we sort of you seen know, him. we've yeah. seen him lots of times and I just didn't know it was him so it was lovely to dis you know discover that so thanks mm. so much for watching and we'll see you and we'll say we'll see you next time we will see you next time but it will be it won't be necessarily it'll be do a roundup yeah on it yeah, we've yeah. thoroughly enjoyed our little we have soiree and the in, running around in two parts the, yeah running around from one show to the next with literally three seconds to spare yeah we've done a few runnings yeah um, and we even won this morning, which was a bit uh, yes, that was bit hairy. Yes, it was, <clears throat> but we made it. Yeah. Um, uh, and I hope you enjoyed watching us. Yeah, but uh, and we look forward to the fringe next year. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we'll be back again. We will. Okay, so we'll see you later. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. bye bye. So thanks very much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the last two hours of the Edinburgh Fringe takeover of the Audiophile Radio Show. Uh, we'll be back to a more regular programme next month. And if you wanted to watch any of the 44 reviews that we conducted at Edinburgh Fringe this year, uh, you can. The link down below is to our YouTube channel. So again, thanks very much for watching and listening. Uh, and we'll see you next month. Cheers now. Bye-bye.